It's the big wake-up call. I'm Ryan Gatenby, and time once again, we head on over to the World News Center for a visit with Bill McSci-Fi. It is Bill McCormick. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Uncle Ryan. How are you this bright and beautiful day? Well, I'm doing pretty good, little snot-nosed Tommy. <laughs> you know, I'm sure that you, like all the members of our listening audience, are uh, sitting at home today just thrilled and in awe. Uh, downloading the new BTS album, Proof, in honor of their ninth anniversary as a band. Hey, I love those guys. You can't can't have more dedicated of a fan base, and their fan base campaigns for social good. Yeah, they are are pretty amazing. I'd be honest with you, I'd never really heard of them. Then about about four years ago, I was working with some kids at the library, and uh, they were huge fans. And me not being a teenage girl, I had somehow missed this phenomenon. Right. But uh, they caught me up to date quickly. And uh, you're right. I mean, they're an incredibly talented band. They're incredibly uh, socially active. They uh, they campaign for, you know, equal rights for everybody. And in Korea, South Korea, where they're from, some of their stances are wildly, wildly ahead of the game, you know. And uh, But people seem to be going along with it. Yeah, I only knew of their music because my daughter is a huge Kids Bop fan, and they've done Kids Bop versions of all these BTS songs, which I never know who the original artist is, and I'll look it up, and like, those guys have, like, 15 hits. And yeah, just reading about their fan base and campaigning for social good, my hat's off to those guys. They're awesome. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny. Um, Every single one of the songs on their greatest hit record broke the top 50 on uh, iTunes today. That's awesome. Like the whole album's up there. <laughs> Man, I, I'm not going to knock anybody for making it, especially when those guys are doing what they do. So carry on, BTS. We love you. Yeah, we're in the fan club, so you go, guys. Yeah. We'll be wearing the T-shirts. Absolutely. Um, moving on, uh, the uh, lovely and talented Miss Marvel debuted this week on uh, Disney+. Plus. Um, now, I had mentioned last week that uh, Disney and Marvel were going to be having a problem starting trying to glue some of this stuff together, and... Uh, a couple of people reached out to me and wanted to know what I was talking about, so I thought this week with more than 11 seconds left at the end of the show, maybe I'd dive into that a little bit. Good. I'm glad we picked that up. Yeah. Hey, you know, people are actually paying attention. We may as well pay attention to them. That's my new motto. I appreciate that. Uh, I, I, I appreciate everyone who pays attention. I can't thank you enough. I appreciate your yeah, active just, listening versus pa- passive uh, listening. Yeah, when, when we get up here, I'm going to send you a, a little email about one of our new listeners. You will be on the floor dying, but I don't want to name drop during the show, and I don't have their permission to do so. Okay. Uh, but it, but it's pretty fun. I name anyway, drop all um, the time. Yes, but I'm getting into nebulous area there, and I don't like to do it when I don't have permission from someone like this. Okay, it, fine. Just be careful. Anyway, anyway, so Miss Marvel. It's, not, it's um, not the ghost of Buddy Rich, is it? No, no, okay. it's not. No, All right. Anyway, back, back um, to Miss Marvel. Back to Miss Marvel. Um, so the show debuted, and some people, I, I, it appears, were confused. So let's clarify a couple of things. Miss Marvel is a young Pakistani teenager who's granted powers in the TV show by a magic bracelet or, a, you know, an alien bracelet. In the comic book, she just develops these alien powers and has super stretchy powers. Uh, for a lot of reasons, uh, to get her... Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel to more coordinate better. They made her more of an energy, gave her more energy powers rather than stretchy Fantastic Four type powers. Okay, fine. But um, I miss the stretchy powers. If I could have one power, everybody talks about flight and invisibility and super strength. I think I'd want to be stretchy, like Stretch Armstrong. 
Yeah, Stretcher Armstrong, Captain Mr. Fantastic, or uh, there are so many of these stretchy guys, and they're all just wonderful. When I are we going to get think... from DC a Plastic Man uh, origin story movie? Uh, probably never. Oh, Although well. we are getting a Blue Beetle, so that you know. Okay. Helps. All right. Yeah. Anyway, back to Ms. Marvel. Uh, just to clear up a couple of things, Ms. Marvel is a young Pakistani girl who is Muslim, uh, and she lives in Jersey City. Captain Marvel is an intergalactic abuse victim who lives in the cosmos. Two completely different characters, uh, two completely different storylines. Everything about them is different. Marvel did not recast Captain Marvel as a young Pakistani girl. That didn't happen there. Two completely different characters. Right, right. And for, uh, for some reason, that that simple concept has been incredibly hard to get across. And I'm like, are you still confusing Captain Marvel the, with Brie Larson? with Captain Marvel in the red suit and leotard from the 50s, and yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. We just move on. Anyway, so, oh, and Brie Larson doesn't need to smile more. Shut up. Oh. Uh, God. I, I just saw one of those things online today. Like, well, Marvel has to get, or is getting rid of Brie Larson. Again? Not, you know, the, yeah, and I'm like, dude, she just signed a seven-picture deal for $20 million a picture. Nobody's getting rid of her. Did you not see it and notice that at many times this character is going through a lot of stuff, including some psychological inner torment? Yeah, I mean, she, she's of all those big superheroes to come out of, especially in the Marvel Universe, she's the one with one of the most unusual and tormented backstories. And I'm actually a little surprised they dealt with it, but they did a pretty good job, and... Um, So you can't really have a shiny, happy, smiling character the entire time. Yeah, people people need to leave me alone. Um, Okay, uh, back to Ms. Marvel here briefly. Yes. As I mentioned last week, the problem Marvel's going to have is that unlike DC where everybody's dark, so if you just lighten it up a little bit like they did with Shazam or Aquaman, you can go that more mainstream thing, but you still have your roots in the dark and brooding and, you know, the the dark... the universe that they've created over the over the decades. You know, Batman is not a happy, smiley character. He's not selling Pop-Tarts. He's Batman. And, um, so they've got that going for them. But in Marvel, especially, I don't think this is well thought out. I mean, everyone talks about how brilliant Kevin Page is, and he is. I'm not taking that away from him. But there's a lot of this stuff that's kind of like, okay, we're going to do one of these, we're going to do one of those, we're going to do this. And now they're trying to tie them together, and these things don't tie together. Um, like, for example, the TV show Hawkeye, would fit really well in the Netflix Daredevil universe, but it does not fit at all with anything they've done on the Disney Plus side. Miss Marvel fit beautifully with everything they've done on the Disney Plus side, but coming into the Captain Marvel movie with Photo Photon in it, that's a dark movie. <laughs> You're suddenly going to have this happy little teenage girl that's going through puberty and think boys are cool, suddenly facing off against horrors, you know, just absolute nightmares. I'm not sure how you make that swing without, you know, having her fan base all end up in therapy. Um, so they're working on that. You brought up Deadpool, but, and did you see the announcement from Disney? If everybody was worried it was going to be all Disney-fied, the writer said it will be rated R, he will still have a mouth, and there will be F-bombs. Yeah, well, Deadpool is one of those things, and it's in, in the pre-existing category, you know, property thing. That they're just kind of leaving alone. Um, as one person I spoke to at Marvel, they're like, you know, Ryan Reynolds isn't going to live forever. He's not going to be doing Deadpool when he's 60. So, you know, let's get these movies out. They're popular. They're fun. And they're just, 
they're going out of their way to not have him interact with the rest of the MCU. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, although in Deadpool 2, there's that very funny scene where you see all the original X-Men in a room while he's complaining, um, which rhymes with witching, uh, <laughs> that there are no X-Men characters in the mansion. And that's funny because he just walks past all of them. Um, but back on this, Marvel's coming up against an interesting problem, and now they're really trying to figure out what to do with it. Because one of the things they just did was greenlight Daredevil to come back. Well, everybody who knows Daredevil in modern terms on television knows the Netflix version of Daredevil, which was violent, was dark, yeah, was deeply rooted in Catholicism. Uh, not at all. We're going Disney Plus. It's like, hi, none of these things go with the other. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. You know, the couple of people I've talked to are all smiling and they're polite to me, and you know, <laughs> they're, they're nice. And when I ask them direct questions, they're smiling and they're polite and they're nice, but I'm not really getting hard answers here. Um, and, you know, part of that is just the Marvel uh, the Marvel company line of hide everything and hope for the best. Uh, they, they definitely have some very solid non-disclosure agreements in place, Marvel, Disney, Star Wars, what have you. Um, but... Um, even with that, I was usually able to get something. This, nothing. And, and I think it's because the people I'm talking to, quite honestly, just don't know. They don't know how you're going to take a, a pretty perky little teenage girl. And by the way, if you have teenage daughters and you want them to have a great role model and a wonderful show, Miss Marvel is it. It's really, really wonderful. Very well done. Very catchy. Very modern. Uh, very generation, whatever is going on with the alphabet this week. Uh, it, it works great for teenage girls. Okay, well, speaking of Alphabet, can we pivot to D.C. for just a minute here and sure. the latest allegations about uh, Ezra Miller? I'm surprised they haven't pulled the plug on this Flash movie yet, but apparently now he's being accused of grooming a girl for the past six years, starting when she was 12. Yeah, I've heard that one. I, uh, I want to be careful with that one because he's got... He's got some episodes of public drunkenness, which, you know, are photographed. They have some episodes of public drunkenness. Hmm? They have some episodes of public drunkenness. Yeah, yeah. uh, Well, whatever. There's, you know, police reports and what have you at some point. You just kind of go, yeah. Um, But so the so supposedly this girl that has all of this that, that he is accused of doing, she says he didn't do it. She's 18 now. Her parents are the ones bringing this up. Unless there's some sort of conservatorship, there's nothing they can do about it. And I know this isn't the most important issue here, but get your stuff together, Ezra, because I want to see Michael Keaton as Batman again. Do not make them cancel this Flash movie. Yeah, well, they're not going to cancel the Flash movie. They're $100 million into it. That's just not happening. And, you know, and that's the one thing people need to get straight there. All of this came up after he'd finished filming the Flash. Um, will they, could they recast him in future films? Yeah, absolutely. But, dude, um, yeah, seriously, I don't know what's wrong with you, but knock it off. Yeah, he needs help. Uh, the couple of people at D.C. that, I, that are still active in the behind-the-scenes D.C., uh, our best contact, of course, has moved on to a... a an independent contractor role because she was going nuts <laughs> too many hours away from her wife, <laughs> like months at a time. So, but, um, the people that are still there that I, I'm able to talk to, they, they all say the same thing. This guy just needs real help. He needs to get off the street into rehab yeah, and not for a week or two, you know, not, 
not one of those, Bob went into rehab, and now he's at Taco Bell. No, no, no. This man needs to be in rehab for a couple of months, get himself clean, get some real therapy, get some actual help. And, um, right. I don't know how involved D.C. is in that, but uh, it would be nice. And again, I'm I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not anyone to tell anybody to do anything. But you think D.C. would just like it, it minimum do some damage control. And at the most, hey, can we can we just take a step back here? What kind of help do you need? What can we do to help you? From what I'm understanding, and you can quote me on this because this is what I'm being told. I don't know. It's not an official line from D.C. It's not an official line from anybody. But when you talk to people behind the scenes, this is pretty much universal, like everyone agrees on this, that Ezra himself has been very reluctant to do anything they're asking, Hmm. that he doesn't see the problem. And while companies, of course, you know, like even the wonderful world of WBIG, they can say, hey, Ryan, You've got this thing with BTS. We need you to knock it down a notch. <laughs> um, but they they can't really fire you unless it really starts affecting the actual product on air. I'll never and stop my love for BTS. I'm in the BTS army all the way. But in the case of Ezra Miller, um, the stuff came up after they'd done the movie, after he'd done the Justice League, after he'd done all this stuff. So they're kind of they're kind of embedded with this, you know. They've got hundreds of million dollars in this. Yes, they want the guy to get help. Yes, you know, everyone behind the scenes is like, you know, I'll drive him there. <laughs> One lady I spoke to was like, I'll drive him there. I'll hold his hand. I'll make him popsicles. Whatever the heck it takes to get him there. So is it about um, protecting an asset, or is it getting genuine help for someone that you've worked with and you think may need it, or a little bit of both? Well, in, in the case of the lady I spoke to, it's genuine help for someone she thinks may need it. She happens to really like the guy. That's good. Um, but, uh, As but, you mentioned, uh, you know, they've, they've every, got $100 million sunk into this thing. They don't want to just you know th- throw that away. Right. They're not going to flush it, but by the same token, they could easily recast you know, it's a multiverse. Oh, look, it's a different Flash. It's a different Batman. Sure. It's, there we go. You know, and that could happen in a heartbeat. Uh, for the people who are clamoring for the uh, CW Flash to become the new Flash for DC, that's not happening. Um, there's a bunch of contractual reasons for that and there's schedules and so on and so forth. And in the real world where you and I live, that just is not happening. You know, I'm willing to put on the uh, the green bodysuit with all the ping pong balls if they want to digitally edit me in as a Flash. Oh, there's a visual I'm going to take to my grave. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. In all seriousness, I mean, there's a lot going on there, you know, and um, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, you know, they've got the, the new Black Adam movies coming out. The trailer for that looks incredible. Uh, the new Shazam is already in production. That looks like it's going to be something awesome. They're not planning on doing a crossover movie until after the new Shazam comes out. So they're basically looking at three to five years down the road. Is the Shazam uh, going to be Cable. slightly uh, Shazam slightly goofy again? Well, yeah, because Shazam's a more lighthearted character. And that, but see, that's what they're planning on is that Shazam, this lighthearted, fun, happy character, you know, he's a kid. He's going to have to face off against Black Adam. And it's that dichotomy. And that's the dichotomy that they went for in the comic books. That makes it work. It's like the the pure innocence of a kid who just wants to do right in the universe, versus this guy who is malevolent, evil, and lives in this weird gray area where he's okay killing people as long as it gets them to his Taco Tuesday. And um, right, you know, and they're going. That dichotomy fuels the comic book, 
feud, and that's what they're going for in the movies, and that's what Dwayne Johnson wanted in this. And now everyone went, oh, Dwayne was smart. Well, Dwayne's always been smart, you know. I don't know. But, I've uh, heard that uh, the way they set it up, Black Adam has a complete uh, turnaround, and it becomes a Shazam, Black Adam buddy comedy. No. <laughs> no? Okay, you have your sources, yeah. I have mine. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I'd even pay to see Are you that, saying The Rock anyway, can't um, do comedy? Oh, The Rock can definitely do comedy. Uh, what's the, the, the one where he's, uh, oh, I forgot, uh, Jumanji, which is absolutely hysterical. There you go. Some great stuff in there. Um, yeah, so The Rock, you know, The Rock is fine, and uh, Dwayne Johnson is fine, and... Um, They've kind of got this planned out. Now, part of their plan called for Henry Cable to come back as Superman. Hmm. That was in the pitch that they did to Warner Brothers when this was all come together. Um, if you and I made this pitch to Warner Brothers, somebody would simply come down, hand us a cup of coffee, and go, sorry, that can't happen. When somebody like Dwayne The Rock Johnson is taking 200 millions of your dollars and saying, I'm going to go home unless you make this happen, you can pretty much count on Henry Cable coming back. Uh, Henry Cable has already made plans. We know this from behind-the-scenes stuff to uh, do an accessory shoots for a variety of different things. Whether or not he's actually in Black Adam, I don't know. Um, but he has been going out to the West Coast on his free time when he's not being the Witcher and not doing everything else. Mm -hmm. um, well, because if he so can't we'll do see. it, Dean Kane is standing by. <laughs> Completely different dynamic there. A little bit, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but it's interesting to see what they're doing and how they're playing this off, which brings us all the way back to Ms. Marvel. Uh, they're trying to figure out how to make this all work, and uh, I don't know how they're going to make it all work. Ms. Marvel, the TV show, is wonderful. It's lighthearted. Um, she's got a boyfriend named Bruno, and somehow they manage not to say we don't talk about Bruno. I of think course. Very, um, very good on their part. Self-restraint is awe-inspiring. Um, there's a lot of elements of it. You know, they... They don't hide the fact that the one thing that Disney Plus does, and it, it kind of makes me cringe a little bit, is that the casual racism and the sexism, that, especially in the comic book where they actually deal with it pretty head on, because it's Disney Plus, it gets mentioned. You know, I'm a brown girl from Jersey City, and then it gets dumped to the side. <laughs> we're done. Right. We, we mentioned it. We're good. Um, they don't get these things very well, straight on. But at least they're mentioning them, and at least they're part of the universe now. They're they're trying to deal with some of this stuff. We'll see. I mean, it's Disney. Disney's noted for wanting to keep things very clean and squeaky and mainstream. And, you know, having a Pakistani Muslim teenager who can blow through walls is a little different for them. They're trying to get their heads around that. Okay. I think okay. I got smart people there. Well, that's a good stopping point before I have to cut you off in the middle of a thought with uh, 11 seconds to go. So let's set everybody up. You want to go to a BillMcSciFi.com. You want to follow Bill on Twitter, at BillMcSciFi. You want to go to the all-new Big Wake Up Call podcast, wherever you download your podcast. Please subscribe and leave a comment. It would mean a lot, and it helps us out a lot. Follow me on Twitter at Big Wake Up Call. I think that covers everything. Bill, thank you so mm -hmm. much as always. Have a wonderful weekend, and uh, we will get together next time. All right, my friend. You take care. Bye. Bye.